Okay, well, I was in prayer, and guys, I'm just trying to be obedient, so bear with me, okay? And the Lord just impressed on me something that I just want to share with you guys. So this is what he says. He says, hold fast, church. Cling to my word. Let nothing move you. Do not be moved by what your eyes see. Cling to my word. Hold to my word. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Be led by the Spirit of God, children of God. And let nothing move you. Hold to my word. Cling to me. Don't let me go. Hold on. I am coming. I am coming to deliver you. I am coming to set you free. You must hold to my word. Eyes on me. Don't look at what is going on around you. Eyes on me. I am coming to set you free from addiction, depression, suicide, pornography, for I break the chains that have held you captive. I will deliver you out of it all. I am is coming. I am is here. The glory of God, my glory is coming. My angel armies are coming. I am coming. Patience, endurance, I am coming. And when I come, I will not delay. Stand firm, righteous ones, walk by faith. Hold and cling to my word, overcomer. Seem like we have switched roles for these last few years. Um, I've been consumed with writing what, what the Lord has placed on my heart. And she has taken a role of faithfully praying here at the church. Now, hence the money. <laughs> she's like why is this money always here I always leave an offering <laughs> and, and so my wife is here almost every day praying to the Lord she made a commitment and now there's times where we just can't do that but, but she's here all the time praying and she cries out to the Lord and, and she is faithfully seeking him and and i'm not just patting her on the back or trying to because she will she doesn't care whether you know or not she probably before you didn't know but i'll tell you something is going on in the spiritual realm that is much more than we see when i started to write my second book proving the bible wrong we were going through a very difficult moment a very scary moment and the lord told me to trust him and this was something that, that um, one of my daughters left a note on my desk. It was a sign for me to go ahead and to write the book. It was that if you trust me, then why are you afraid? You know, if you doubt me, why do you worry? Because, see, God is faithful. And he told me, just keep my eyes focused on him. Now, during this time, things weren't going well. And all around us, things were falling apart. All around us, Everything was drying up. We didn't have any resources. We didn't have any, any, any future plans. We couldn't do nothing. It was, it was a, a very scary time. And every time I looked up at my problems, my heart started to be afraid. And, and so I would sit there and I would write. 
trying to stay focused on that. And my wife would go away to the church and pray, and she would come back. And I would say, did you get it done? She said, I got it done. And it's just our code word for saying, did you ask him? Because if you asked him, it will happen. And all throughout these last few years, God has been impressing upon us, don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you see. Because if we believe what we see, we see fear. We see lack. We see depression and, and, and health and all those other issues. But if you believe what he says and you hold to that, that's when miracles start to happen. Mm -hmm. um, when I come over, a lot of the times I just have a little book, and in my little book are a bunch of scripture verses. And I tell God, I said, I speak your words. Wait. And it's amazing to me that praying, all praying is, is speaking to God. But something spiritually is happening that we don't see, but it's happening, and that is our greatest weapon. Our greatest weapon is prayer and our words and his words, speaking his words, their power. And something is happening in the atmosphere when we speak his words. And so that's, yeah. Um, I was a young man who knew how to run the sound system in my church. And I was, at this time, I was a professional hypocrite, you know, because I went to church because I had to go to church. And, um, and, and I'm running sound, and so I was a part of the leadership team. And they even gave me the Youth of the Year Award, um, but I, I didn't deserve that thing. I, did, I was a horrible person, you know, I was just a sinful person, and I didn't want to be at church. I was running from God. But I knew how to run the sound system. I took interest in it, and I just, and I was the only one who, who did it well, and so I would do it for the, the, the main service, and at the time, they were on TV, and, and you know, and this was, so we actually had, you know, video uh, and, and audio and, and switchers, and it was a pretty good production, and, and I ran the sound. And so I'm there in a meeting, and I was invited to go to this leadership meeting, and, and there was probably about 100 people there or so, or, and, and and we're in this room, and, and we were invited to go to listen to this prophet who would basically have a, a pre-time with the leaders before the service, you know, so we met like on a, a, a Friday or Saturday, and then Sunday, I think it was Saturday, and then Sunday we would, you know, he would prophesy to the church and, and speak to the church. And, and um, just a matter of fact, he's one of the guys that um, he would come back and when I finally gave my life to the Lord and I was serious, I asked him, I said, I said, what, um, what's the secret? And he looked at me and he says, young man, an hour with Jesus and a cup of coffee, that's all you need. And uh, well, I started learning how to drink coffee because <laughs> I wanted to be like this guy who knew God and it could hear his voice. And, but before that, like I said, I was, I was uh, a sinful man and I was, I was, addicted to pornography i was addicted to all those things and and um and running with the wrong crowd but i was invited to go to this leadership i didn't want to go my mom made me go because you know i was a part of the leadership i was a part of the team and so i'm there next to my mom and and he's going around and this guy was just a friendly guy and he would he would look at you and god would give him a verse for every single person 
He'd give a verse for every single person. And, and he would, he had just this just angelic smile, just a loving guy. And he would go through and he was blessing everyone. You know, and it's taken a while. And, and now my mind is starting to turn and thinking, okay, he's going to come to me and he's going to know that I've been sinning just like 10 minutes before this service and, and, and he's going to call me out in front of my mom. This is not going to be good. And so he's going through and he's, not, and he's just loving everyone and he, he, he remind people, I'm not here to condemn you. I've never, and he would say this during the services, you know, I'm not here to to point out your sins. I just want you to hear what God has to say for, to you. And, and this guy memorized like, you know, almost a thousand verses from the Bible. I mean, he was just a very nice elderly man who just loved Jesus and wanted to bless people. And so he's going through and he's going through and he comes to me and he says this. He says, young man, and all of a sudden his face went from the most precious, loving, gentle face to a stoled, cold, just I'm upset with the fire of God. And, and I knew it was coming. And he said, young man, he said, stand up. And uh, it's like, man, I'm the only one without white hair. You know, it's got to be me. And so I, um, I stood up. And I'm ready. And, you know, and as I'm standing up, I'm doing my Jesus forgive me of all my sins. You know, wipe me clean. Don't let, no, don't let him see all the stuff. And he said, looked at me. He said this. He says, young man, you are going to make it. You're going to make it. But you need to hold on to my word. And you will not make it without my word. Hold on to your word. Hold on to his word. Sit down. And then he got a nice smile and started talking to my mom and all this and went on. And I never understood that. Until recently, when I finished writing the story of the Bible, and the Lord, or my wife and I were talking about things, and she reminded me, she reminded me of that prophecy that was over my life. And God spoke to me and said, I've asked you for these last 12 years to write a story. I've asked you over these last 12 years to give up the last 12 years of your life to write this story about my word. You see, and then my wife is here at the church. She receives this word for the church. And what is it? Hold on to his word. There is something happening in our society where we do not understand his word. We do not recognize his word. And I'll tell you this, there is even something happening in our churches where we do not hold on to God's word. And we have a bunch of Christians that are professing a relationship with Jesus but lack the power and the authority of the kingdom of God because we just do not hold on to his word. Mm -hmm. yeah. we got to stop seeing with our eyes and start believing with what he said. Because I'll tell you this, he's going to say some things that do not make sense. He's going to tell you some promises that seem impossible. But you've got to hold on. And you've got to believe it. Just like, just like when I told my daughter, yeah, we'll go to Mexico. I said it because I was trying to be a good dad. But I have no ability to take our family to Mexico. And just in a few weeks, we're going to Mexico. Why? Why? Because you hold on to what he promised, 
You hold on to his word and he'll never fail you. This is the time to get back into his word and to hold on. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, I know a lot of things are happening in the world, a lot of things, but he says, eyes on me. So we need to keep our eyes on Christ. We need to keep it on his word. Just eyes on him. No matter what happens, no matter what the world is doing, no matter what, eyes on him. That's, the, you know, that's yes. what I feel like. So. Yeah. So how do we handle all of the problems and all of the scary things that are happening in this world? We live like Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Because when he was full of the Holy Spirit, he went out to the wilderness and it didn't matter what happened out there because he was full of the Holy Spirit. What happens when you're full of the Holy Spirit? Your inner man, your inner person, your soul does not feel the fear that the devil is trying to speak into your life. See, the enemy is always trying to speak fear into your life because with fear, it immobilizes you. It keeps you where you are and it stops the faith that is required in God to please him. And when you are afraid, you are locked in a position and then that opens and gives permission for other things to happen in your life. You see, when you're afraid, all of a sudden you stop where you are and it gives the enemy permission to bring other things in your life. Because when you're upset, you know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, my wife will, you know, be having things in her mind or whatever, and I think she's upset with me. I don't ask her, I said, honey, are you upset with me? And she'll say no. And, and you know, but I just, I don't, I don't believe it because she looks like she's mad at me. And, um, and I said, are you mad at me? And she'll say, no, why? Because what happens if she's mad at me? All of a sudden I stop and I'm worried. I'm so worried about how she feels about me. And, and, and I, don't, I don't do what I normally would do. I don't talk to her the way you normally would talk to her. Why? Because I have my doubts, I have my worries, I have my fears. And, and it's stopping me from engaging in a relationship with someone who loves me. And that's the same thing with God. When you allow fear to set into your life, it stops you from being who you are in Christ. And then it gives a platform for the devil to build upon. But I don't want to build upon, a, I don't want to have the enemy to have any stronghold or foothold in my life. I want to build upon the truth of his word. You know what his word says? That you are more than an overcomer. His word says that he will do anything for you. That if we have the confidence to pray that he hears us and heals who he hears, he will move on our behalf. Jesus, Jesus told us over and over again that our Father knows what we need. Just seek him. He's going to work out everything. David tells us that, that the prayers of the righteous are near the Father. That he is near those who are righteous. And so I encourage you, as, as we've just shared our heart this morning, hold on to his word. Keep your eyes on him. You know, don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. You look straight ahead. And that includes don't look behind. You go forward, you believe it. So, One last thing, I want to leave yes. you with a scripture verse. I am coming, and will, when I come, I will not delay. But my righteous ones will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who believe and are saved. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people this morning. I pray, Father, that you, Lord, will just help us to be people who do not shrink back, but we hold on to what you say. 
we believe what you've said and that we would be faithful and committed to your word and your word alone. We will not be distracted by what we see. We will not be distracted by what we think or feel, but we will hold on to what you have already spoken. We will take your Bible and we will cling to it. We will, we will build our faith upon it because we know that your word will not return void. We know, God, that you are not a God that would lie. You're not like the, the people that would change his mind. But when you speak, you act, and when you promise, you fulfill. God, there is not one word that you've ever spoken that will not be proven true. And I pray, God, that the word that is living and active would flow the authority and the power, the powerful word of God will be a part of our life, that we will not be afraid of what comes and what happens, but we will look to you, we will keep our eyes on you, and you, Lord, will be God in our life. You will do the impossible. You will do the miracle. You will be the healer. You will be the provider. You will be the one who makes it all possible because we put all of our faith, all of our hope, all of our trust in you. And God, you have never failed. There is not one word you have spoken that has ever failed. Every single thing that we believe in you to do, it will be done according to your word. Jesus, you said, ask anything you wish and it will happen. Jesus, you told us that our Father is watching and that when we pray that you will be the one. Father, you will be the one who rewards us because we simply speak to you. And so, Lord, bless your church. Bless your church, Father. Every single area of their life, bless it, I pray, by the authority and the power of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.